0: Welcome to The Internship Show, where each week we explore the ins and outs of early talent programs at companies of all sizes across the globe. Early talent fuels businesses, from startups to the Fortune 500. We're here to provide the information you need to stay informed on all of the amazing opportunities that exist. I'm Parker Pell, and this week I spoke with Kristen Rigney and Ying Wen from New Relic. Kristen is Pacific Northwest born and bred and a proud Washington State alumni. She worked in an HR role for 12 years and in university recruiting for eight years. She has built and run internship programs with four companies in financial services, healthcare consulting, and tech. Kristen has a passion for watching students from all over the country grow and develop over the summer and gain the confidence and skills for their first position out of college. we graduated from Indiana University Bloomington with a degree in neuroscience and a minor in finance. She started her career working in financial services, but then succumbed to the extrovert adage of loving to work with people. And that's how she got her start in recruiting. It was in that transition that she found a passion specifically for university recruiting since she gets to work with students to build a launching pad for their successful careers.
1: Kristen and Ying, thanks so much for taking the time and joining the show today.
2: Thanks, Thanks, Parker. Thanks for
1: having us. We're so excited to have you both here to represent New Relic. But first, I want to dive a little bit into both of your backgrounds. Kristen, what has your journey really been like into early talent?
3: Yeah, so I started off in recruiting um, and got there because I actually was in like a pure HR role and realized that was not the path for me. Um, I did not enjoy like terminations and performance improvement plans and that the more regulatory side of HR. What I really enjoyed was like giving people jobs and finding them opportunities. And I ended up transitioning over to early career talent and specifically with internships, because I loved seeing the development that would happen in such a short period of time with interns. Um, and so that's, kind of where I found my passion. I also love that every year and every season is new and interesting, um, but my path is far less interesting than Ying's. I would say that Ying has a much more applicable path to the people that are probably gonna be listening.
1: Ying, how about
2: well, yourself? Yeah, I mean, C- Kristen's really setting the bar high here for me, um, but I, I will say my journey hasn't really been the most straightforward. I actually studied, neuroscience and got a degree in it back in college, obviously not doing anything remotely related to it now. Um, But I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I actually took an internship before my senior year for a finance company and eventually went to work there full-time. And when I was full-time there... I liked my role, I didn't love it on the business side. So kind of similar to Kristen, the fashion of like, okay, I I think there's something else out there for me. Um, But the one thing that I did love was actually my ability to be an ambassador for the company's internship program since I was a returning intern for them. And so I'd host these lunch and learns with candidates and interns and do workshops with our interns. I'd go to campus for university recruiting events. And it was super fun just to work with students and explore their career possibilities, but I never thought about it as a career for myself uh, until I was actually approached for a recruiter opening and kind of looking at how my own path really took a couple of very different turns and had to have some introspective conversations with myself on what what I wanted to do. Um, I eventually... It came to the realization that I wanted to be at the forefront to create these programs that allowed students to explore what they wanted to do and and to break down any barriers for them to do that, even if what they're studying isn't quite related to what they would be doing or how to make that transition to. It's
1: so great, though, because I think that your story is what so many students feel and being able to be relatable in early talent and tell a student, hey, it's it's all right. You don't have to know exactly what you're going to do because once you graduate, you're able to still figure it out. You don't have to have your 20-year journey planned. As soon as you graduate, that that's not what you need. But I think that, that I'm sure helps a ton in terms of relation to students that you have and, and being able to, to report that back to them. And I think that first step in figuring that out obviously is making connections. And so being able to make connections with any type of company that you're looking to work at, interview for, apply for is something that a student needs to do. I'd love for either of you to, to give us what are some of the best ways that a student that is looking for an entry-level role or an internship can make a connection with a company prior to then.
3: Yeah. So right now in this virtual world I think there's uh, you know some obstacles and it's a little bit more intimidating for people because they're having to do all this networking over LinkedIn and like these kind of unconventional manners instead of you having coffee chats and getting to know somebody in person. Um, I would say that my recommendation is always to lean on alumni connections. So if you're on LinkedIn and you're looking for people, if they went to your university, I went to Washington State University and we have a saying, "Coogs help Coogs." And so if I have somebody from Washington State that reaches out to me and throws out a go Coogs" and raises that flag, like I'm 100% more likely to want to help somebody kind of in that university. Family, because I feel that, that personal connection to them. Um, I would also say, if you don't want to go the traditional recruiter route, because we do get inundated with requests, like a heavy volume of requests, I would say find somebody at that business who you are interested in doing their job. And so if you reach out to somebody and just like I tell people, compliment, 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 and just say, your job looks amazing. I love your career path. It looks so neat at your company because of X, Y, Z. Do you mind if I jump on a phone call with you for 15 minutes just to pick your brain? Um, they get far less requests than recruiters. So I think that that's like the in, and then what they do is they end up vouching and saying, I talked to this amazing student. Parker was so great. You have to talk to Parker, Kristen. He's amazing. He'll be the perfect fit. Uh, and I think that that's a really good way to like make those connections, um, and it's also important to like keep that connection alive and keep that networking. And Ying's actually like the picture of how to do it. <laughs>
2: yeah, actually, it's so it's funny because I started at New Relic about five months ago. So right at the start of this pandemic. And so I started remote. And Kristen is my manager, but actually, I've known Kristen for about five years now because in that first internship, she was actually my intern program manager. And this was before I even considered a career in recruiting. And so we kept that connection alive, like she would check up on me, I'd reach out to her if I had something. And eventually when she was growing her team here at New Relic and actually saw that I have real experience in university recruiting now, it just became a perfect match. And and so it was a little bit of of good luck and and also preparation and being able to keep those connections alive that eventually really does actually pay out. And so whether or not you think someone has that opportunity for you, I think if you're, as a student, coming at it with just genuine enthusiasm and, and really wanting to make that genuine connection, you have no idea what's going to happen a year, five years, 20 years down the line, so... <laughs>
1: Being genuine in that outreach and also, I think, having a purpose for the outreach. It's not Mm -hmm. just saying, hey, I want to connect and chat. It's, hey, I've got these two questions or I've got these two topics so that you as a recruiter who's getting inundated with who knows how many messages and emails, says, hey, the student has these two questions. I can knock those out in 10 minutes. Um I, I will take the time to answer those. I think can even do something a bit even more to add to the the process of being able to add those connections to that company. And like you said, at the end of the day, like starting to build your your network can happen at any point in time. You can be a mm-hmm. freshman in school, you can be a senior in high school and start to make that those connections and network. Just say, hey, this is who I am and this is what I'm interested in. I'd love to be in, be in touch and, and get on LinkedIn as well, which is something that students sometimes don't do is get on LinkedIn and start to just put out some semblance of content and people get to know who who they are and their, their thoughts as well. And for technology students specifically, some of them may be early on. They may have not had an internship before and are looking for that first tech internship, which... Sometimes you think, oh, I need some sort of experience. What can technology focused students do to stand out to your team or to anyone's team if they haven't had that previous internship before?
3: Yeah. And we get that question a lot. I think that um, a lot of students, especially in tech, are really intimidated. Um, Some students start coding when they're 10 years old, when they're eight years old. And so for these students who've just discovered their passion for computer science um, in college, they get very intimidated by the fact that I've never had an internship. I don't have the years of experience that my peers have. Um, I tell them all the time, like, One of the things to help you stand out, join a club or an organization on campus. Like I can't stress enough how important that is, especially because those clubs and organizations help facilitate those introductions to career professionals so you can start again, with that networking and start making those connections. Um, But it also shows that not only are you going to class and you're getting decent grades and you're doing your work there, but you've continued that passion outside of the classroom. And one of our core values is to be passionate about your work. And so we want people who are committed to learning outside of the classroom and and kind of fine tuning their craft. Um, I would also say... Make sure you get your GitHub repository, like in line, like get that polished to get that like looking real sharp. Um, And also contributing to open source. New Relic has an open source uh, platform right now. You can go and contribute to that. But if you are showing your contributions to the open source community, that is very noticeable by our engineering hiring managers. And that's gonna make you stand tall among your peers.
1: That's great information and something, honestly, I didn't even know about the open source communities and and students listening right now need to check those out because it's just a free way for you to get your name out there, which at the end of the day, like who doesn't want to take advantage of
3: that? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: (laughs) And for students on top of obviously having to show their personal brand and that they're an asset to the company, it's also taking a step back and saying, what should students look for in an internship position or in a future employer when they're, if if they're fortunate enough to have a few different options or have their pick of the litter, so to speak, because having to look at career trajectory and growth, development, culture, all obviously important. What would either of you say really that students should look for in an employer or in an internship position specifically?
2: Yeah, and actually, I think you hit that on the nail too, Parker, when you even mentioned that culture piece is definitely something that I think is personal to each person, right? Every company has their own specific culture of, of how they do things and Again, I think that's something that interns also need to see and to really explore what they want um, in terms of like that piece. But as far as even like the actual, if you if you want to call it like bullet points to make sure that the program is, is going to be something that is going to add a lot of value to you and to give you insights into your future career, because hopefully that internship program that you're a part of can give you a little bit of opportunities to one day actually be a full-time employee and so I think when when students are looking at internship positions like making sure that the internship program has opportunities for them to build business acumen I think if you're a technology student or even a say a software engineer intern being in just that one silo isn't going to do you justice because like in my experience, you have no idea where your, your career path is going to take you. So maybe you want to go into technical sales. Maybe you want to go into product management. And so making sure that that's actually integrated into the program is really important, uh, which also really leans on the training and development part of it too, right? Like how is the company and how is the program setting you up for success and how are they supporting you? Because Imposter syndrome is a very real thing, whether you're a student or you are five years into your career. We actually had um, an intern this summer who was very honest about that. And he was also honest about how he was being supported by his team to be able to overcome just some of those internalized feelings. Um, And then kind of two more things I think will, will are important too, is just inclusion and integration into the team. Like the internship really is a two-way long form interview, right? It not only is it for the employer to see, are you a fit for the company? And, and we'll actually kind of do like a, a test drive for you to, to be integrated, but making sure that the work that you're doing and the projects that you're working on is really reflective of what it would be like full-time, or else you might find yourself in a position where you start full-time and you're like, this is very different from what I thought it was going to be, which I unfortunately found myself in when I started my first full-time job. So I I really did wish someone would tell me that to use their internship time to really dig in deep, like what that day-to-day is going to look like, like what is my role really going to be? Um, And then lastly, making sure that the internship program is truly breaking down barriers for you, whether that's coming in form of competitive pay or even a housing stipend. Like when I was an intern myself, I it was great because I got to check out Portland I decided it was the city for me so I did eventually move out here from Indiana but I'm a little jealous of our of our new relic internship program because we actually do offer you know both competitive pay and a housing stipend so that interns don't have to use you know their income for the summer to pay for their apartment um, because that's what I did I used what I made as an intern to pay for my apartment I was also sharing a a two-bedroom apartment with four other interns and sleeping on an air mattress for eight weeks so it's, it's a little bit different these days, um, but I think just making sure that you are supported and in, in those ways by the company is also going to give you a lot of really good insight to over on and how they'll support you as a full-time employee.
3: And I'll just I'll piggy, piggyback off what Ying said. I think it's also, um, if you're brave, and this is for our, our brave interviewees out there, um, don't feel ashamed or don't feel scared to ask about like, what are the conversion stats of an intern program? Like, is this something that could potentially lead to a full-time position? Um, I think that you have the right to ask those questions. And then also even looking at just how the company values entry level talent is going to be really telling when you ask them, like during COVID and during this last summer, like, were you able to keep your internship program intact? Like, How was your, how did your company handle that? What are the lessons you learned from that experience? Because I think that, like Ying said, it's a two way street. It's an interview process where you figure out if that company is the right match for you as well. And so they need to know that you're committed, that they need, students should know that the company is committed to their growth and development and and honoring those.
1: It's more than just checking a box off that you got your internship. It's about taking advantage of it, utilizing it, taking away things and and bettering yourself through that process. And at the end of the day, growing yourself as a student through the internship and showing the employer that you're growing and taking that feedback and everything and putting it to, to best use. And you're here to represent New Relic. So could either of you give an overview of kind of who is New Relic?
3: Yeah. So New Relic is the largest and most comprehensive observability platform out there. And it's made by engineers for engineers. So that to some people will make no sense and like mean nothing to them. It meant nothing to me before I started working there. So um, basically what it means is we've all been in that situation where we've gone on a company's website, we've gone to go buy something and we've gotten like that spinning wheel of death or we've gone and looked at our cart. And for some reason, the cart was empty, even though you just added five items to it. So what our platform does is it actually alerts the engineers at that company that there's a problem going on on their website in real time. And then we tell them exactly what's causing the problem. So that's a big factor as well is we're not only saying like, oh, by the way, you have an issue, but we're saying, by the way, you have an issue, and here's what's causing it. And so the in- engineers at that company can then focus directly on fixing the problem.
1: Something that seems so useful to engineers. I can only, I can only imagine in for a company that's growing and is so large. What is what does that culture look like as Yang, as we as we mentioned, that's something so important to to students. What's that company culture like at New Relic?
3: Yeah. So the company culture at New Relic is probably one of the most collaborative ones that I've ever worked in. Um, I think that it's a different kind of environment where you have this kind of centralized product that everybody is working on, like making better and fixing it and like helping it improve day after day. Um, It's one where it makes it so we're all focused on the same goal. So there's no competing. We don't bring in a lot of people with egos. If somebody has a better idea than you that's gonna make the product better or is gonna help the company, um, we all support each other. And so we even had an intern this year and he was like, it was so weird to me. He goes, I'd ask somebody, about a question. And of course they would give me their answer, but they would also refer me to other people and say that this person is actually the specialist in this. Like you should definitely go ask them. So there wasn't that competitive nature where somebody is like, I have all the answers or I am the the sole source of truth. It was really sharing in accolades. Um, so I think that that's like my favorite part of working at new relic is that connected piece and that, um, that accountability that we all have to each other, which are two of our core values. We also have a um, saying that's come for the work, stay for the awesome. So we make sure that we are making it a fun place to work. Um, Another one of our taglines is we love our Mondays. We want people to like come in and actually enjoy their work, which I know is like a weird concept. Um, But we want people who actually love what they do. And, One of the things that we have is, you know, in person is when we're in the office, we have data drinks every month. And we want people to, like, come into the office because they get to commune with each other and create this sense of community um, during this themed happy hour that has catered food. And so that's awesome. Um, We also pride ourselves as being disruptors in the industry, we aren't going to be content kind of making the same widget over and over again. So we want people who are creative and innovative and who question things. So that's really like the foundation of our culture.
1: And it's so great to hear the collaborative nature that applies to students that are coming in as interns at New Relic for them to be able to succeed and feel like they're getting, they're being developed and, and grown throughout the process with their managers With their peers and I'd love to hear really kind of what makes the early talent program at New Relic so strong.
3: Yeah, Uh, I think that we do a really good job and I know that a lot of companies say this, but we do a really good job of making sure their interns are treated like full time staff members so um. New Relic historically, like hasn't hired a lot of entry-level talent. So we were a younger company. We needed that immediate lift. We've really started to focus in on that early career talent now, but a lot of our managers are like, this is just another employee. They don't have this mindset of like interns are other. And my team is my team. Like everybody is part of the team and everyone is integrated. And one of the things that we did especially during COVID is all of our full-time staff members got a stipend to help them create a uh, more ergonomic setup for them and their work from home setup. Our interns got that. So we wanted to make sure that as they were part of our team that they were comfortable. Um, We, in our program, make sure that you get a lot of like cross-functional visibility and exposure. So I tell people when they're interviewing for our program, If your goal is to come in and you have like tunnel vision and you were like, I am a Java engineer and that is all I am going to do, like this probably isn't the best program for you. You're going to learn about marketing and you, everybody needs to know how the company makes money and you should know about our HR policies and you should know about training and development. Like everybody should understand how the company works holistically because that's what creates innovation. Um, So we make sure that our interns get a lot of exposure cross company enterprise wide They also do a lot of hands-on projects. Um, Our technical interns were, a lot of them were committing code in their first week, which is like unheard of. And even our interns were like, I could have never done this if it wasn't for like the support of my team and the support of my boss and my mentors. Um, And I love the fact that our leaders are very committed to our interns. And even our CEO, Lou, did a fireside chat with our interns and just answered questions for 45 minutes straight, which was kind of amazing. Um, So I think that we have a really strong program and Ying actually oversaw our mentors this summer and helped guide Mm -hmm. them. So she has a lot of insight there.
2: Yeah, and I I think that that definitely attributes to just to a strong program because it it goes back to that supportive piece and and ensuring that you have the resources and the mechanisms in place so that you are going to be successful. And I I think that's what makes the internship program at at New Relic, I'll bet, still a little young, right? Like Kristen said, as a company, but with us being so intentional to make sure that our interns have these in place, that they can be successful. And that mentorship piece is definitely a huge one because each intern before they even start we work with their managers to identify a strong team member who can be their technical and functional mentor and they're talking to these mentors about just their day-to-day whether it's hey can you review my marketing campaign or can you review the slack message that i'm about to send to an executive that i'm like really nervous about hitting send on or even can you you review my code and and everything else in between and so we we have that identified and also weekly check-ins to make sure our mentors are keeping you know up to date with our interns but then also we again don't want them to be siloed so we also have our small group mentorships too with the the university team and so there the interns actually get some insight cross-functionally from interns who aren't in their division or department and so they can get a better understanding of what it looks like to work on a different side of the business as well as develop out to just some professional development skills and making sure that they are you know full-time career ready for when that time (laughs) comes after they're done with their internship.
1: Executive buy-in, I think, is one of the most important things. And it's so great to hear that, that New Relic executives take and have passion for the early talent, just as, as both of you do. Is there anything that you could say a student could really do to stand out when they're interning at New Relic that would be like, wow, this intern is kind of going above, above and beyond?
3: Yeah. I think showing intellectual curiosity. So like I said, you know, not coming in with that tunnel vision, but making sure that they're looking at this and like how Ying had pointed out, maybe they decide they want to go into project management. I had an intern at a previous job who he was like, I want to be an auditor. And we're like, cool. Why? And he's like, I don't know. My dad's an auditor. And he's like, he makes good money. So I want to be an auditor. And we're like, all right, we'll set you up with a shadow session with an auditor. And then he came back and he was like, i don't want to be an auditor and i was like that's a win for us like figuring out what you want to do so if somebody comes in and they're like i want to be in machine learning but then they learn all about project management and they're like that's what i want to do Uh, that's a big win and so i think that finding interns who want to explore their options is good um you have to be comfortable asking questions we've had interns in the past who Maybe it was because of the imposter syndrome. Maybe it was because of some other reason. But they just didn't want to ask questions. And so they, what they do is they take their project and go down a path that actually wasn't the correct one. So we want to make sure that you're always asking questions. And like our staff at New Relic are 100% open to like jumping on a call really fast, walking you through something, helping you find resources. That's never been an issue. Um, also I would say taking on like a leadership position is going to make you really stand out. So that could be peer-to-peer mentoring with other interns. We have one right now who's in our open source advocacy team and he's absolutely amazing. Like he has just stood out and become a real leader in the program and I can't say enough like positive things about this guy, um, just because he's really taken that upon his shoulders. Um, making sure you step out of your comfort zone. And like, if you make mistakes, learning from them, like it's cool to make mistakes. Like we're open to it. I make mistakes. Ying makes mistakes. Sure. You've made mistakes, Parker. We all make mistakes, but it's how you recover from them. And then apply that moving forward. I think just speaks volumes to your character. Mm -hmm.
1: You hit the nail on the head and I couldn't say it any better. Being intellectually curious to show that you're open to learning as well as open to feedback because at the end of the day, that's that's really what's going to help drive personal growth altogether is completely invaluable. And there's we've learned so much about New Relic in the structure that you guys have in your program and what you're hoping students obviously learn from the program. Is there anything that you're really kind of hoping specifically that they take away at the end of a New Relic internship when it's all said and done?
3: Yeah. I really hope that they understand like what a full-time position looks like. They usually are doing the work of a full-time person. They should walk away saying, okay, if I take this job and do it for 40 hours a week for 52 weeks a year or, you know, minus vacation, uh, what does my life look like in this role? Uh, there should be no mystery there. And then I think that just finding like what you're passionate about, um, you know and finding that you're a fit into the culture and not necessarily even like a, like we don't say culture like fit we see say culture lift um so i think that that's important to know that we're looking for people who have diverse opinions and walks of life and that come into it with different perspectives if we if i wanted to hire people who were just like me i would have never found somebody who graduated from neuroscience like that's not my field, but Ying comes to it and she's a radically different person than I am. And she makes our team stronger. And my boss is a radically different person than I am. And he makes our team stronger. So I would say understanding how you can use your voice and how you can really add value, I think is important.
2: Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll add to that too. I think one thing that... I would also like like my interns to take away from from our internship program is is also really focusing on the things that they really learn while they're here versus you know what can they earn what what's 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 my next paycheck or what what's the next thing because I mean, as I know, you have no idea, again, where your path is going to take you down the line. And, and I've, I've talked to interns in the past where they're like, well, I'm nervous to take this job because I don't think I want to be, you know, a software engineer for forever. And it's like, it's okay. This is the first step into exploring what it will be like thereafter. You know, it, it, taking this job offer or taking a step isn't going to lock you into this one thing for forever and ever. I think if, if they take anything away and, and the executives and all the other relics that they meet while they're here, is that no one's career path is the same and everyone's career path has twists and turns and it's not as straightforward as I as think it is.
1: It's been so great to to speak to you both and learn about New Relic and, and the program that you've established and you continue to to run to promote your interns' growth and, and really just adaptability and curiosity all together. We, we really appreciate the time that you both took today and sharing such awesome information with us.
2: Thank you, Parker. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks.
0: What a great conversation with Kristen and Yang from New Relic, who shared the best ways to make connections at the company, what makes their program so special, and how students in tech can stand out when applying to a role. To listen to all of our shows and get updates on future ones, check out our website, theinternshipshow.com. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd love for you to leave a rating or review about the show. This episode is brought to you by Scholars. Scholars amplifies top employer brands to an audience of diverse students from across the country through curated podcasts, blogs, newsletters, and more. Make sure to tune in next time for The Internship Show and have a great day.